Hey everyone, my name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Evelyn is back on the podcast and we're talking about the movie The Holiday. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me back. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you about The Holiday. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. So a few things about this movie. It was released in December of 2006. It's written and directed by Nancy Myers. It stars Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, and Jack Black. The IMDb.com summary is, Two women troubled with guy problems swap homes in each other's countries, where they each meet a local guy and fall in love. It has a 6.9 on IMDb, and it made more than $205 million worldwide. All right, Evelyn, let's get into this movie. What would you rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? So I gave it a solid 8.0. 8.0, okay. Yes, <laughs> which it is one of my like favorite movies, so I think that's why, but, but yeah. Okay, cool, cool. 8 is a solid number. I kind of waffled on my score. I just like... This movie is a very beloved movie mm-hmm. in my rom-com library, but there are some problematic things here. Like, you know, anyway, <laughs> yeah. I've landed yeah. at an 8.7, which is, oh, I think pretty high. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, me too, because I did It's Complicated uh, uh-huh. a few episodes back, which is yeah. another Nancy Myers movie, and I gave that an 8.0. And on that pod, I said that that was my favorite Nancy Myers movie. So after properly <laughs> rewatching The Holiday, I guess I am reneging on that rating. Oh, oh. <laughs> and here we are, 8.7. I don't know. Maybe this might change throughout this episode. Who knows? But I'm going to stand firm on an 8.7 for now. I mean, yeah, I think I actually, I was struggling. I was actually going to give it a higher rating, I think. But then I was like, no, I think I'll just give it an 8.0, even though it's, yeah, probably one of my favorite Mm rom-coms. Okay, I'm interested. All right, well, let's start (laughs) with, you know, what's your relationship with this movie? And why did you choose this film to talk about? So I don't actually remember where or when I first saw it, but I know it was actually pretty recent. Um, so probably within the last like four years or so. Oh, yeah, which I think I just saw it most likely like randomly on the TV, like whether it was like HBO or something, and I just had it on. And I just really loved it though after I I watched it and it's one of those movies that I can just keep rewatching or you know mm-hmm. have it on in the background. So yeah, that's why I'm very excited to talk about it today. <laughs> yeah. I think to your point, it's a very rewatchable movie. I think that's one of the reasons why I like this movie so much. But I actually remember exactly where I was when I saw this movie for the first time. I saw it in theaters. I was dating a college boyfriend at the time, (laughs) and I remember thinking, like, wow, this is perfect. Like, I'm watching a rom-com with my boyfriend. I I don't know. At at the time, 2006, I was still in college, so I don't know. I had this, like, innocent, romantic idea of love, so obviously, I did not end up with that guy, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I still have very fond memories of this movie. I watch it all the time, even when it's not Christmas. And whenever it's on TV, I always will like leave it on. Mm, yeah. It's just such a good quintessential Christmas rom-com. Yeah. And I I definitely like, I didn't know what the movie was about when I, when it was on or when I first saw it. So I think that also makes me like love it that much more just because it was such a surprise, you know, that I would like this movie so much. So yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's talk specifics. What are some things that you like about the movie? So, you know, like I said, it's a really um, rewatchable movie. I think it's just like a feel good movie. It has that happy ending. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's a number of cliches, of course, but (laughs) there's also just really cute moments throughout with like Arthur, the the old movie producer, I guess he's like a film producer Mm -hmm. and just scenes that are just really adorable and sweet and like touching throughout the movie. Yeah. So for me, one of the big things I like about this movie and I wrote in my notes in all caps is Jude Law. Um, (laughs) I don't think I really have seen a lot of Jude Law movies or like if I have, they're not necessarily rewatchable movies. Mm -hmm. At least before 2006, he was like in sci-fi and dramatic roles. So this was kind of like his first 
proper rom-com, I think. So yeah. I looked at him a very at a very different way after this movie came out. He's just so dreamy and charming <laughs> and like perfect because I mean, there's so many things about him that I like as a character. He's just like a doting dad to like the most yes. adorable little British girl. <laughs> yeah. He's so vulnerable. And I love the fact mm-hmm. that he is like so open about his feelings with Amanda, mm-hmm. who is uh, Cameron Diaz's character. I was just like, that's such an attractive quality of a guy who's not necessarily afraid to like share how he feels. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like smitten with Jude Law in this movie, <laughs> whose character's name is Graham, by the way. Yeah. Yes, Graham. I actually... I mean, skipping ahead a little, but he's actually one of my favorite characters, so... Mm. And I can get into that more later. But yes, I agree. Like, his... The scenes with him and the daughters, um, that is actually probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, I just think, yeah, it's... It just builds that depth and complexity to his character, which... Um, you don't really see often, I feel like, in rom-com movies. So Totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree with you about Arthur. His storyline yeah. was just so sweet. And I actually just, I don't know. I think his parts of the movie were the most emotional to me. They carry mm-hmm. the most emotional weight. So yeah, he was just adorable, played by Eli Wallach. I just want to take a moment to talk about Nancy Myers. Uh, I know I talked about her in It's Complicated, but I'll just be redundant and say a few other things about her that I like. It's just the overall like vibes in this movie, I think is obvious. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. It's warm. Like I also took note of like what the women were wearing. Like they looked so luxurious. It felt like they were all wearing like cashmere sweaters and just like, I wanted to like be in their world also. Like it just felt like I wanted to just go through the screen and just be there as well. Nancy Myers films just have that, they evoke certain things for me. Yeah, I agree. And actually something I didn't mention is like the little cottage. It is just like Kate Winslet, her cottage. It's just so quaint and cute. And it's like, I would love to go and like hole up there or, you know, spend some time in a little cottage like that. I mean, it was funny because actually I was on a work call recently and the coworker I was talking to, she was like, oh, I'm like, getting away from the city for a few days and oh we we were like where where are you you know and she was like well if you've seen the holiday it's basically like Kate Winslet's cottage and I was like oh my god (laughs) and this was just like a few days ago so I was like oh my gosh this is hilarious but it's it's perfect timing yeah and it was like I know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) Uh, I mean one of my questions I actually have for you but we can get it out of the way now is which house would you yes. <laughs> choose to live in for two yeah. weeks over the holiday? Would you choose Iris's cottage or Amanda's LA? I don't know if it's a mansion, but like, you know, very <laughs> yeah. contemporary home. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you the same, but I would <laughs> choose Iris's cottage. Yes. Yeah. I think just because I, I love, and maybe this is just a part of like growing up is like, I I'm from Atlanta and so we would go up north to like the cabins and stuff pretty frequently and although like yeah we didn't get snow but it's just that like quaint feeling of being surrounded by nature which I just love so and it's just so cozy Amanda's house I mean it's nice and luxurious it has like you know all the automatic buttons and and things and she has like housekeepers and all that stuff um but it's just a little too much for me Yeah, I agree with you. I I was thinking about this because I think Iris's home is perfect for the holidays, like Mm -hmm. cozy. Yes, that's like the word I think to use. It's just also incredibly festive, like the town she lives in. Uh It's decorated with all these Christmas lights. Uh, The pub they go to seems really cozy and like who wouldn't want to be surrounded by a fireplace and and books during the holidays when it's cold outside. There's nowhere else to go. But on the flip, L.A., (laughs) yes, it has its obvious beautiful qualities. But I think when it comes to the holidays, I want to feel like it's the holidays. Yeah. When it's 75 degrees and it's Christmas, it doesn't feel like Christmas to me because, you know, I know. I I live on the East Coast. So like I like my seasons. But then I rationalized for a long-term stay, maybe I'd prefer the L.A. house versus the cottage. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess for me also, I lived in L.A. for 
a brief period of time, but that was one of the things that I didn't like was everybody loves the weather and that all year round 75 degrees, but I just, I miss the seasons. I love the seasons. I like the cold a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I love the cold. So um, I miss the seasons. And so that was actually one of the reasons I didn't enjoy it out there. Right. Well, I'm glad that you're on the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just a few other like small things I wanted to call out of what I liked about the movie, just because I'm not sure what other categories to bring these up in. So the whole bit where Amanda's internal dialogue is all like movie trailer voices. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I forgot about that in my rewatch. And I was like, this is kind of funny. Like, it amused me more than I remember it amusing me. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like Amanda is, you know, she's struggling a lot. But the loudest, most clear voice in her head is this movie trailer (laughs) voice. (laughs) And I I, I don't know. I just really, really liked that about Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. So it's funny because I actually categorize this as something I didn't like, but it wasn't like, it's not like I didn't like it, but it's just, it's odd, right? Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's humorous at the same time. So yeah. But yeah, it is like a little jarring if you're watching it for the first time. And, And I think like coming from a Nancy Myers movie, it is a little like, off and not really Mm -hmm. her style but it's just yeah it adds to the humor of the movie yeah that's a really good point it definitely doesn't really flow with the nancy myers universe or like her the vibes that she Mm -hmm. she kind of usually has but i just wrote down that it was fun again like i don't know if it was something i necessarily liked but it just (laughs) made it like evoked a like a a chuckle out of me yeah (laughs) and then like just other like really small things like Lindsay lohan and the james franco trailer again like a very kind of silly is it, it's not breaking the third wall but like you know it's we're in the same universe where a right. Lindsay lohan and a james uh-huh. franco exist so that was funny <laughs> yeah and then amanda's co-workers are played by katherine han yes. and john krasinski yes yeah like what these I two know. people are very famous and very good actors now but i guess what is it? What did I say? This movie came out two thousand six. Two thousand six. Wow, yeah. yeah, like fourteen fourteen years ago. Right? I guess yeah. they were up and coming, so they had the most minor parts possible in this movie. Yeah, but it's all yeah, it's all fun. It's all very fun. All fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get into what you don't like about the movie. Okay. So one very big thing I didn't like was Jack Black, actually, mm. and so. I did a little research into this, but just him as a character, Miles, and maybe it was just, and I, it, this has like stuck out to me since day one that I have seen this, but I still love the movie um, besides that fact. But it's just like he, I think I've known Jack Black to be like very goofy and mm-hmm. just not really the person that I would have seen in this role. And he's just a little like awkward and quirky. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know if those are the right words to describe him. Like I can't really put my finger on it. But yeah, there's just something about him that I don't really like as the person playing Miles. I did do some research though. And I know like I read that Nancy Myers knew she wanted to cast him for the role. Like she Mm -hmm. didn't want somebody who was like tall, dark, and handsome. Like she wanted somebody really lovable. I think adorable and lovable were were her words. Mm. So I agree with you. Jack Black is also in this category for me. Yeah, I I also saw that Nancy Myers bit where she purposefully, like she wrote this character for Jack Black. I struggle a little bit with this too, because I think overall, you know, I don't take away points because of of Jack Black in this movie. Yeah, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like a great complete fit. I think it comes down to, I don't really feel the romantic chemistry between him and Kate Winslet's character, Iris. Mm -hmm. It felt more like a platonic friendship. (laughs) I I, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I had a hard time being sold that Iris and Miles were like a romantic couple. I agree. And that's one of the sort of flaws of the movie was like, He's so enamored with his girlfriend, um, who you find out ends up cheating on him. But it's like, but at the same time, he was like very flirty and stuff, I think, mm-hmm. with Iris. And so it's a little confusing. Right. But like you said, also like not quite believable. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's something just like I guess like a little spacey about his <laughs> his character. I I don't know what words, you know, can't find the right words to describe it, but there's yeah. just something a little bit off about it. Yeah, and I think to your point, like I guess the the plot, strictly the plot of Miles and Iris, like mm-hmm. they're both in love with other people. Yes, yeah. It's also just hard to believe that they fall in love with each other because this whole time they've been in love with other people. So Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Jack Black necessarily has a play in that because it's strictly plot driven. But I agree with you that Jack Black is just like a little bit of a goofy actor, too, a little bit too goofy of an actor to play this kind of grounded role. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was surprised when I, when I saw him on the screen when I first watched yeah. this. So I was like, what is he doing in this? Because right. I did think it was a slightly more serious movie, but it just like nothing serious compared to what he usually, like the movies that he's usually in, you know? So yeah, so yeah I was definitely, yeah, surprised by the casting. Yeah, yeah. same here, same here. <laughs> I talked about this in the It's Complicated episode. So I, I sorry, I keep referencing that, but oh, no, yeah, I, I made fine. a lot of blanket statements in that one. <laughs> so I will say it again here is that one of my biggest problems with Nancy Myers movies is that there's just no diversity. Mm-hmm. And it like it feels like she goes out of her way to not include people of color. Yeah. But I so I did an extra close rewatch of this movie and there are more people of color in The Holiday <laughs> then it's complicated. However, my big asterisk here is that every single person who is a minority is always someone who is hired help or our service job employees. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to run through my head like who was even of color. Right. So it's literally like the most background characters possible, like the gardeners, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like the postman that like Iris like mm-hmm. really quickly mm-hmm. says hello to. There's a housekeeper in the background. Like it's it's so glaring to me now because it's like a pattern of hers and like behavior that I've picked up on. Mm. But yeah, I, it's just, it bothers me a lot. It hurts my feelings and yeah. I just wish Nancy Myers would be a little bit more inclusive. So that's my plea for her. Yeah, no, I guess I, it's almost like just as an afterthought, right? Like just to check off the box that there is diversity mm-hmm. in this film, like she includes them, but yeah, it's uh, in like the most minor roles possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What else didn't you like about the movie? I think the biggest part was the Jack Black thing. And then there's some, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, the the whole Jasper bit um, and how he's just such a jerk. And, and like, it's like so cliche, you know, they're like setting up the story, obviously. But he's like about to get engaged and he's still stringing her along, which is just, I don't understand. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't understand people like that. Like, and, and, you know, it is like very realistic. Like these are things that, that happen mm-hmm. in real life and it's a horrible situation to put the two females in mm-hmm. because it's not only Iris, but also like his fiance that he's putting in this situation. And then, you know, and then he, she like asks him to stop and then he like won't leave her alone and, and like shows up yeah. in LA, which is just like crazy. <sighs> unacceptable behavior yeah jasper is the worst yes yeah i surprisingly i guess didn't really think about him too much in typing up my notes about this Mm -hmm. movie because i think he's kind of just it kind of overlaps with i think one of my themes for this movie is that Mm -hmm. like these women they kind of realize that they're they don't need to change for anybody. Jasper, I don't know. It is twisted and it's toxic. But yeah. Jasper is just kind of a vehicle for Iris to realize like, oh, I don't need you. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't need you in my life. Like, I don't need to doubt myself because this love between us didn't work out. So yeah, yeah Jasper's the worst. <laughs> I didn't love that about that Nancy Myers would write such a terrible character that would mess with our heroines in the movie. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, I get, yeah, it like adds more to, to Iris's storyline, but it's, yeah. On the flip of Jasper, so there's Ethan. Ethan is played oh, by yeah. Ed Burns, who <laughs> I think is just like really, really handsome. Yeah. So Ethan, I mean, he's only in the movie for like, I don't know, three minutes, it feels mm-hmm. like. But it bothered me that Ethan cheats on Amanda. He confesses he cheats on Amanda and then like tries to blame her for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. He, like, is psychoanalyzing her as, like, you sleep with your Blackberry, you're a workaholic, thus he justified, like, sleeping with his right. assistant. I, I don't know. It, I was like, no, no way. Yeah. This is, I didn't like that about this movie. I don't know. You can't, you can't do that. Right. I agree. <laughs> Let's talk themes. What are some of the themes that you took away from this movie? I guess it's... Like, it's, again, like, it's the cliche story of, you know, like, these two that they each pair off and then they find love in unexpected places um, because, you know, it's, like, that cliche saying saying how you find love when you're not looking. So I think Mm -hmm. that's, like, one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, so I I really tried to like dig deep on this because <laughs> I was like there has to be theme like this can't just be like a fluffy uh, holiday movie which it clearly is but <laughs> I mentioned earlier like self worth and heartbreak and that ultimately like these women don't really need to change who they are to like feel like they deserve love do you know what I mean like yeah Jasper is just like a dick like we mentioned uh, <laughs> and Iris is able to tell him off and she gets bold and she gains courage to be like, you know what? I deserve better. You were never good to me. Goodbye. Yeah. But then on the other hand, Amanda, Amanda also, I think she feels really bad about herself because Ethan cheated on her and she says that he told her that she was bad at sex and like she's a workaholic, you know, so that obviously is going to mess with her. Mm -hmm. If anyone said that to you, I I think that would mess with anybody. But she meets Graham and Graham's like, no, you're great. Your ex-boyfriend's crazy. So I think Amanda also came to realize like... I don't need to change for for anybody. Like, I'm happy with who I am. And I think, you know, obviously they grow and, like, accept new, uh, I don't know, experiences and relationships. But I think, so this kind of weaves into my other theme is that sometimes we need a retreat to see what else is out there. It's like a form of Mm self-care. Being out of your comfort zone can bring new experiences and new people in your life which ultimately will add comfort. These women were really scared to kind of like pick up and leave before the holiday, but ultimately it's exactly what they both needed. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That's like, that's real deep. (laughs) 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 No, but I I agree with what you said. And actually this is more along the lines of like the character development. Mm. But yeah, I agree that Iris was, she wasn't able to say no to the guy that, you know, she wasn't able to get over and she was able to, to really stand her ground and be like, no, get out of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. On the opposite end, like Amanda was finally able to open up and say yes to, to someone and ultimately crying for the first time. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just shows like the strength of the female, like heroine characters. Yeah. So Prior to this rewatch, it was just, I never really thought about it. You know what I mean? But like rewatching this, I was like trying to give credit to these characters. And so this is random, but I I recently bought a DVD player because (laughs) I rediscovered my DVD stash of movies and I was able to watch this on DVD. There was like a behind the features or behind the scenes like making of of this movie. And I, I really enjoyed watching it. And yeah, I think... These women are, they're strong, but I think they need validation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really common because who doesn't want validation? But at the same time, we don't really need external validation, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I think that whole, you know, you have to love yourself before you're able to love others. Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Yeah. And, And just being happy with yourself. Yeah, is definitely most important. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's let's get into favorite scene. Do you have one or a few that you'd like to share? I do. So I mentioned earlier, like, some of the things that I, I really like about the movie are, like, all the scenes with Arthur. So mm-hmm. actually, I didn't know what a meet cute was until I watched this movie. So that whole bit, you know, where he has that real first interaction with Iris, I think is so cute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, it's, I guess, the irony and symbolism of of him explaining that, like, in, in this movie, I thought was, I thought was really cute. Yes, agree. But yeah. 100. <laughs> 
And just like when he's like swimming in the pool and getting ready, you know, to yeah, or like walking, I guess, exercising in the pool <laughs> um, and trying to get ready for his big moment. I think, yeah. yeah. Those are really cute. And and I think, like, as you mentioned before, just, like, him and Iris's bond and relationship that builds throughout the movie. I think, like, I enjoyed that more than her and her and Miles' relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that was a more significant and impactful, like, relationship for her in order for her to find her happiness and all that. I a thousand percent agree with you. <laughs> I actually wish that... I don't know, maybe maybe we didn't need Miles, you know, yeah. in the end. Like, I would have appreciated <laughs> more Arthur because love can come in many different forms. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, there's romantic love, but we could also have a platonic friend love. And I think that's what Arthur and Iris end up having. I Similar to you, these were like some of my favorite scenes also, um, specifically the scene where Arthur is accepting his award mm-hmm, uh, and he yeah. walks down, like the doors open and he walks down and like the music plays. And I, I, I always cry at this scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so like moved by Arthur's face. Like he... He's genuinely shocked. Yeah. And you see his face and this door when those doors open up and everyone like stands up to to applaud for him. It's just it's so incredibly touching and to watch how happy he is and how proud he is, I guess. Yeah, it just moves me all the time. Yeah. So cute. Do you have any other scenes? Yeah, so actually two other scenes. So first is when Graham and his daughters, like when Amanda realizes shows up at his door and then realizes he's a widower and has these two daughters. Like, I think that whole scene is really cute. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like when they're under the tents together and one of the daughters calls themselves the three musketeers, which is what Amanda and her parents used to call themselves before they divorced. So I just thought that was, that was a really sweet bonding moment. And, and like you said, you know, like Jude Law being like one of your favorite things of the movie. Like that's just where you, you get to see this whole other side of him. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes as well. The tent scene, Three Musketeers. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, all of Nancy Myers, like her, her sets, they're all so aspirational. And I found myself being like, I want that tent. Like (laughs) this tent is aspirational. (laughs) Yeah. No, I loved it. It was really sweet. But also, like, uh, I don't know if heartbreaking is the right word, because we see Amanda, like, really respond to the Three Musketeers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then we see Graham also, like, recognize that Amanda might be hurting or, like, is reflecting or something. But yeah, it was just, like, a very good combination of getting the characters closer together in an innocuous way. Yeah. Wait, so what was your other favorite scene? <laughs> so my other favorite is, it's more of just like a funny scene, but um, is the scene when Iris has the phone call oh, with yeah. her brother and then Amanda and <laughs> and then like, it's like switching between the two and then realizes that Graham slept with Amanda, but it's still Amanda <laughs> on the line. So I just always crack up when that happens. Yeah, that's a good uh, or whenever one. Whenever I watch that, yeah. That's really funny. So this is actually... I wrote this as part of my trivia, but I don't think this is like a a hard fact. But my observation is that Kate Winslet, I don't think she's done a lot of rom-coms. This might be like her only rom-com as far as I understand. And she's funny, you know, like, yeah, I I really liked her in this movie. I thought she was really sweet and believable. And I think like when we think of Kate Winslet, we kind of think of like period British films or Mm -hmm, like... mm -hmm. I don't know, just nothing really modern. Yeah. And I think her in this scene is like, we get to see her her comedic chops a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, I really love that about her. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen Kate Winslet being funny. That's true. And I don't want to spoil any of your um, trivia, but I did read that her and Jack Black, they improvised mm. a couple scenes, just especially with Jack Black, I think, being who he is and, and being able to go off script. Like, mm-hmm. that's true. I I actually didn't realize that um, that she hasn't been in any rom-coms or probably very minimal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a hard fact. It's just, you know, yeah, my yeah. observation about that. But yeah. Um, let me see. I have a few other favorite scenes. You mentioned earlier the scene where Amanda cries in the limo <laughs> and runs back to Graham. <laughs> So this scene, I never really thought about this scene prior to, you know, my rewatch, but I don't know why this scene hit me a little differently this time. I actually cried watching this scene this time around. (laughs) I must have been in an emotional state a few days ago because I don't know. 
I just feel like Amanda has this emotional breakthrough. Yeah. And like has Graham to thank for it. I'm I'm pretty sure in prior watches of this movie, I'm just like, oh, this is kind of silly. Like this is a little over the top. <laughs> yeah, with but... that also with that voice, like, you know, like yes. suddenly coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, the movie trailer guy says, Amanda Woods, welcome back. Or something like that. So silly. But she's just so happy. Like it's, it's this yeah. weird scene where she's crying and then she's so happy that she's crying and then she turns around and like chases after Graham. I don't know. This is a a new favorite scene for me, but it it just, it hit me the other day. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things about her not crying, I feel like I really relate to her. Oh yes. You don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about this. (laughs) So yeah, that whole bit with her, um, I thought was really relatable. Oh, wow. Do you cry in movies? Like, movies don't make you cry. So, so, yeah, it's specifically with, like, movies and watching, like, TV shows and stuff. Like, I don't get emotional at Mm. all with them. So, what's, (laughs) like, wait, have you cried in any movies? So, I'm actually trying to think. Like, I... I'm pretty sure I did cry in one movie, like, more recently. But before that, it was... I remembered getting a little choked up watching Forrest Gump when I was very little. (laughs) Oh, wow. So that was when you were little. Okay. Yeah. In terms of movies, I can't. I'm trying to think. Like, I cannot remember the Oh, my gosh. Evelyn, I cry like a handful (laughs) of times a week watching TV. (laughs) I mean, just this movie, I I cried at least twice. So I I do cry a lot. And it's kind of a joke that I just cried everything. So... But I think, I mean, it's not something that's bad. I think it's good to be in touch with your emotional side. So Yeah, I guess. It's sometimes embarrassing, though, because I don't feel like I have control over it. Uh-huh. So sometimes I'll watch something and I'll just start crying. And it's like, in my head, I'll be like, Michelle, this is so absurd. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Stop crying. But then, like, you just can't stop. Or I can't stop sometimes. So <laughs> it's not a voluntary response, which is why it surprises me a lot of the times. Um, But speaking of crying, my final favorite scene is, it's actually just a line. It's when Graham and Amanda go on their date at this beautiful, I don't know, house. Yeah. uh Where they have lunch and, you know, Amanda's grilling Graham and Graham is like, oh, I cry all the time. (laughs) In his British accent, which I'm going to butcher, he says, I'm a major weeper. And it just makes me cackle all the time. I don't know why. (laughs) Just Jude Law, man. He's just... So, so good at this movie. I love him. Yeah. And actually, okay, so another fun fact, Nancy Myers wasn't really sold on him in the Mm. role, which is interesting. But yeah, I think he's like one of the more lovable characters. Yeah. Ugh. He's so good. Okay. Um, but let's <laughs> let's let's pivot to WTF moments. So these are plot holes and most unrealistic moments. I'm sure like there's a lot of overlap as to the things we've already discussed, but please let's let's hash this out. <laughs> yeah, so I won't go yeah, I won't repeat anything that's already been said, but there's like a couple, a few of like drinking and driving um, mm. scenes. I don't know if you've caught on to that, but like Amanda, it's like her first night in the little cottage town and she's like driving Iris's little Mini Cooper and she's, you know, on the opposite side of the road in the opposite driver's seat and she's like closing her eyes as like a truck is coming. Like, yeah, like coming towards her. And so like that. And then like, she's like, she finally gets to the town and she's shopping around. She's like Mm -hmm. drinking wine as she's shopping. And then like, she's supposed to drive home. Yeah, presumably. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think same with like Jack Black, like when he shows up at Iris's house Mm. and stays like when, when Arthur and his friends are all, all hanging out and they're having a night and like, he's definitely like tipsy and stuff. And that's when he like kisses Kate Winslet on the lips, but he's also supposed to drive home. But yeah. I, I actually, when I thought about that, though, I was like, that's such a, like, L.A. stereotype in a way, because at least from what I remember, like, it's a well-known fact that, like, people would drive home drunk, like, a lot, because mm. you have to drive everywhere in L.A. Right. after you go out and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Please don't drive drunk people out <laughs> yeah. there. But, no, these are, those are really good call-outs. I actually did think of that while I was watching it, but I, I think it was such a quick thing that I didn't write it down. But yeah. good good call. 
I have a few, so we can just go back and forth if you have more. Um, okay, yeah. I, I mentioned this earlier, but like, did neither Amanda or Iris have any holiday plans? They both acknowledged that it was impulsive. Mm-hmm. But my other WTF is that like those plane tickets must have been like cha-ching <laughs> if they're leaving the next yeah. day for international flights during the holiday season. But I think this is also a pattern in Nancy Myers movies is that like just everyone is rich. No one has any money troubles. So I was just like that ticket was and like Amanda is sitting first class. I yeah. I mean look at her house. So I yeah. think she's okay. But like Iris, yeah, it's like that that had to have been a lot of money for her. Yeah. Do you have more? I do. Um so one of the things I had was like Iris didn't bother to tell her brother she was leaving town mm. and swapping, you know, swapping places because it, it seems like they, they have a close relationship. So it seems odd that she wouldn't mention that because, you know, he just shows up and then Amanda's there and he was like, oh, like, I didn't realize yeah. you'd be here. So, yeah, yep. I thought that was I agree with that. Like, I feel like Iris would have tried harder to get in touch with her brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> agree with you on that one. Speaking of the flight. So Amanda, she brings like this stack of hardcover books <laughs> i was just like the books alone must have weighed like 15 pounds i don't think people travel with that many books and especially hardcover books i was i mean yeah it makes like a you know it paints a nice picture that she's gonna go and read for her her holiday but i was like no yeah when i pack i'm like should i even bring one book because it's already taking up so much space yeah that's like lowest on my travel list now (laughs) I mean you know like yeah yeah. I mean who's traveling but yeah there's that so another one I have is so Graham and Amanda I'm assuming that they're having sex in Graham's sister's bed like (laughs) isn't that strange for Graham and Iris (laughs) I didn't even think about that but yeah that is um a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was watching it, but then I was like, oh, yeah, Graham's brother's with Iris, and he is just <laughs> hooking up with Amanda multiple nights <laughs> in her bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, sure, maybe that is cool with him. I mean, clearly it's fine with him, but yeah, no, that's more of a WTF for me. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have? I just couldn't believe that, like, Amanda was going to leave after one day, Mm. which I guess was understandable because she was, like, irrational when she decided to do the swap and stuff. But, yeah, you, like, booked – like, going back to, I guess, what you said, like, you spent all this money on this, Mm. like, ticket, and then you're just going to leave after one day just because, like, you're not having fun. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, obviously she came to her senses – well, Jude Law showed up, and then she came to her senses and decided to stay. I was thinking about Amanda a little bit in, like, that moment, just, like, her first day. I kind of identified with Amanda just because I was, like, I'm someone who doesn't necessarily love peace and quiet. I -hmm. always need to have, like, music in the background or, like, a TV in the background. So she does say to Graham, she's like, you know, I don't want to be alone for the holidays. But then when I got here, you know, I've never felt more alone. Yeah. And I just found myself wondering, like, I don't think I could ever do that. Uh, But I I do idealize like, oh, just like solo traveling to like this cute cottage and just doing nothing but reading and, you know, drinking wine by the fire. It sounds pretty nice. But I also think that I would get bored doing that like after one day. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't think I could do it alone. Like if I had another friend or like Frank with me, that would be fine. But alone, that would be a tough sell for me. Yeah. Do you think you could do it alone? Have you traveled alone before? I haven't. Uh, oh, actually, I did spend like a couple few days in France, in Paris by myself. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And that was great. That was, yeah, probably the only time I've traveled by myself. Like, I've done like one days where, you know, I get somewhere a day early um, mm. and then like the rest of the people show up type of thing, um, which mm-hmm. I don't count that. But but yeah, Paris, I mean, I had a blast by myself. <laughs> I walked everywhere and did everything that I wanted to do. Yeah, and it was just, it was really nice. Um, but yeah, but I can say, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of traveling by myself. I agree. Like, it's fun to, you know, explore and stuff with somebody else. Yeah. I've never traveled by myself. I don't aspire to. It's not something that, like, I want to do to check off my list. It's not something important to me. Mm-hmm. But I did spend a day in Lisbon by myself. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. And it was kind of strange because I, that was like the first time where I was like, I'm here in a foreign country by myself and I didn't really know what to do with myself. I had like a day, but yeah, I, I was like, I could do this. I could do that. I just, I was paralyzed by all the decisions <laughs> I had to make and no one else to answer to. Oh, but yeah, it, it, it was fine. You know, like I went to lunch by myself, walked around a little bit, but I don't know if I could do more than a day of that. Oh, Yeah. Trying to think, yeah, like the one other time that I can like vividly remember was like I was in Montreal by myself for a day. And I don't know, I I guess like the trap, like me with my career and stuff, I travel mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm like used to it maybe, but it right. is a little daunting to to go out by yourself. Also like in a completely foreign country, right? Mm-hmm. Not speaking the language. So yeah, that I think is, yeah, my biggest fear is like something bad happening or... Right. And also just not being able to communicate. Yeah. Those are all valid fears. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I have two more WTFs. Okay, go for it. Okay. So one is kind of silly. It's like, just because I've watched this movie so many times, I've caught it. Um, Amanda's driver. The first time oh, he does, yeah. he's yes. like, I can't get there. I know exactly. Yes. I forgot around. to write that down, but yeah. Yeah. So he just drops her off and she has to walk there. <laughs> So, okay, fine. But then, like, cut to another scene. Amanda's leaving Graham, like, towards the end. But he's there to pick her up from the house. And then, again, when she cries and she's like, turn around, turn around. He's like, oh, this part's really, really tricky. But, like, it was so inconsistent. I was like, what's happening? Why why is this driver so (laughs) incapable of doing what she asks? That's so funny because, like... I yeah, I noticed that also when I rewatched and I was like trying to justify it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like I was like maybe the roads were slippery and so he couldn't right. get through or something. I mean, sure, that's probably what it is, but I was just like <laughs> Yeah. WTF though. <laughs> and then my last WTF is Arthur's ceremony at the end. I was just questioning, like, how quickly did they pull this event together? And, like, was this event specifically and only for honoring Arthur? Because Iris is, like, you know, trying to convince Arthur to do it. Arthur's like, no, but, like, presumably this event comes together within, like, a week, I guess? Because Iris has been there for maybe Mm -hmm. a week by this point. Yeah. And like, yeah, why is Arthur walking down? Like, why isn't he already present at the ceremony? Why is all of a sudden he just like enters the doors and it's like, (laughs) I I mean, I'm like totally negating what I said because this is one of my favorite scenes. But I was just like, I don't get the purpose of the ceremony. Is it just like Arthur's just in and out? I think award ceremonies are a little bit more uh, complex than just showing up and giving a speech and leaving. That's true. And actually, like, I never thought about that. I guess every time I watched, I just assumed he was part of a bigger award mm. ceremony. And there was just one small section, like, you know, how during the Oscars and stuff, they'll like, yeah, do like the special honorary moments. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess I just assumed it was like that. And then so he was just in and out. <laughs> Just yeah, his, I mean, maybe it is, part. but I I feel like I was led on to believe that it was an evening celebrating mm-hmm. Arthur. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> and actually, yeah, I, I just thought of something about like the timing of, of the movie, but mm-hmm. I realized when I rewatched it, like you're halfway through the movie. So it's a, a like two hour movie or a little over two hours, but you're halfway mm-hmm. through the movie when they've only been in the the respective cities that they travel to, they're only on like day two mm. when you're like an hour into the movie. And then all this stuff happens like in the last <laughs> half of the movie, which, yeah, I just thought that was interesting, which I get, you know, you're trying to set up the movie and all that, but <laughs> yeah. So to like dig a little deeper into that, I didn't write this down because I, I just don't know if this was even worth mentioning, but now that you mentioned timing and maybe this is a hot take, like not a popular opinion, but this movie's called The Holiday. <laughs> but there's no like Christmas celebration. It's all montages. Yeah. Yeah. It fast forwards through Christmas. It doesn't even really celebrate Christmas. I mean, Iris does have a Hanukkah party, so maybe there's that. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But I just like found myself thinking, I was like, oh, what did they do on Christmas? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I I hadn't thought about that. And yeah, they just end with the New Year's scene, right? Um, at the yeah. very end, like they're celebrating years, but yeah. I don't know. I, it'll be, it's an unanswerable question, but I was like, so what do they do for Christmas? I guess 
they're just living their lives. I guess it's not nothing special because it is just, you know, them. Yeah. And maybe one other person, but I don't know. Food for thought. <laughs> yes. So what are your thoughts on the ending? Are you happy with it? Um, I'm happy with it. I think it's a happy ending. You know, I like that they're all at the cottage and it's it's really cute. It's that picture perfect moment with the daughters also there. But I agree with what we talked about earlier with like uh, Miles and Iris's characters. That part, I just, it's a mm-hmm. little off <laughs> their relationship. Yeah. yeah, I think like it, it is tied up in a nice bow to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we're, I feel like we were left with so many questions. Like, so wait, <laughs> what happens? Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens with Amanda? Does she, how do she and, Graham work out this, you know, international mm-hmm. relationship. And same with, I guess, Iris and, and Miles. So yeah. I, I left feeling satisfied, but not 100% satisfied. Right. Yeah. It's like, because they're both now in transcontinental relationships. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I would imagine to be very, very difficult, but I'm sure it's been done and succeeded in the past. But yeah. yeah. I also found myself wondering or wishing, I guess, I wish that we got to see Amanda and Iris more together on screen. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet act together until the very end. And like, they're only just like a hug and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Cause yeah, the, the limited interaction they have is like when they're chatting with each other to set up the swap. And then mm-hmm. that short phone call where Iris is checking in on her. Or actually, she called. Sorry. Yeah, Amanda called her first. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, there is very limited interaction between them two. So what are your thoughts? I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. But what are your thoughts on the characters if they stay together? Yeah, so I think that Graham and Amanda's characters are more believable to stay together. Um, Mm -hmm. But obviously it would only work if one of them moved. Um, And most likely probably it would have been, actually now that I'm talking this out, (laughs) because it's like, because Graham has his two daughters, like young daughters. Mm -hmm. And so then I don't know if it's as likely for him to uproot them and move to LA, which could be a complete like culture shock to them, you know, into Amanda's like fancy mansion. But Vice versa, like if Amanda had moved to London or or the town that they're in, then she would have to give up her career probably. So I don't actually know now that I'm like talking it through. I think though they, of the two couples, I think they're the more believable one to stay together just because Graham also has this like vulnerability and like being able to let somebody into his life, like with the daughters and everything like that's I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. that takes a lot and it takes a special person to be able to do that. So, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I I don't believe in Iris and Miles staying together. I think, like, as we said, we feel like they lack some chemistry in terms of a romantic relationship. So I can see them like being friends, being friendly, uh, Mm -hmm. not necessarily lasting in terms of romance. But Amanda and Graham, yeah, I tend to believe that they would stay together more. But yeah. it's just, yeah, like a logistical question. Like, what's going to happen? Who moves where, if if at all? Mm-hmm. But I guess if someone were to move, I would think Amanda would move. Just because, yeah, like, Graham has two kids and, like, yeah. his sister's there. And it seems like his parents or, like, one set of grandparents is around to take care of the girls. And if Amanda owns her business, I feel like she would be able to make those decisions to, to move abroad. Yeah. That's true. And she seems like also she would be like willing to give that up. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk more about Graham in terms of your favorite character. (laughs) Or you mentioned that he, he falls under this category for you. Yeah, definitely like him and Arthur. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mentioned, I, I guess I touched on it a little earlier, but you know, he's the single dad. You find out he, he's a widower. And like I said, like, you don't see this often in movies, I think. And it just mm-hmm. adds that layer of complexity and depth to his character rather than just, you know, being some good looking guy that gets drunk every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and he's emotional and, you know, he you see that he's a great father. So I just feel like, yeah, there was like that thought that was put into his character to, to make it more meaningful. Um, and I thought, yeah, Jude Law portrayed, I can't see anybody else in that role. Like, I think he did a really great job. Yeah. Man, I mean, like, you talking about him just made me swoon all over again. 
I mean, the fact that they made him a widower. Yeah. Really that's like heartstrings. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, oh, what was that relationship like? He probably would have been such a devoted husband. Yeah. He seems to be a very devoted dad. And yeah. I think because he was made to be a widower makes you root for the relationship even more uh, between mm-hmm. him and Amanda. Yeah, I, I think he's he's one of my favorite characters, obviously. I'm just like falling in love with him all over again. Yeah, he's just the most handsome he's ever been. And yeah, I have nothing else to add, but yeah, I'm just <laughs> sitting here thinking about him, how perfect he is. Yeah. <laughs> but Arthur also, great, mm-hmm. great character. Yeah, it's just so sweet. And I think it's great how he, he helps Iris grow. And yeah, I think if I had to choose between the two female leads um i probably pick iris as my as my favorite Mm. between the two how come over amanda i think just she has more to overcome and maybe i can relate to her a little Mm. more like being able to find that happiness like for herself yeah i think she she grows more Hmm. not saying that amanda doesn't but maybe again like i said like i think it's maybe just a more relatable aspect yeah I'm trying to think because in my mind, I don't know if I like one uh, female protagonist over the other. I think they were both equally likable for me. Yeah. I don't know. They're both kind of frustrating at times. (laughs) And, you know, obviously, like, no one's perfect and everyone has flaws. But in terms of Iris, I think her big obstacle was, like, she liked someone who didn't like her back, which Mm -hmm. I think most of us have been there. And then for Amanda, we've, you know, she feels wronged that's the only way I could come up with like she feels wronged by love like I don't know if she even believes that she's capable of loving Mm -hmm. I don't think I personally identify with one over the other but I think like I could be friends with both of them yeah true and yeah I agree like neither of them really like stood out to me more but like if I had to choose yeah Mm. I would have gone with Iris yeah you think Iris has more character development you said actually I think they equally they have equal amounts of character development I think I think so too. I I didn't have any more to expand on just because I think we've we've talked about it, but Yeah. I really like these characters, I think. I think that's what evokes that cozy feeling also. Like we we mm-hmm. we're familiar with these characters because we've all had these kinds of feelings before. Yeah. And I I had that written down somewhere in my notes, but but yeah, I think there's like, you know, you might not relate to one character like fully, but mm-hmm. there's bits and pieces of each of them that that for sure, like, you know, we've all gone through or we know people have gone through like the same experience as them. So, yeah. Yeah. Did the music bring out any feelings in you? <laughs> so there's two, I think there's two pieces of music um, mm-hmm. that, that did. So there's Fru Fru, the mm-hmm. Let Go song, which instantly just reminds me of garden state because it's from Mm. that soundtrack um so every time i hear and i think there might have actually been one other song too that was from the garden state soundtrack but um just whenever i hear that song which i love yeah it just takes me back in time and then the the piece that miles writes for arthur for when he like accepts his award and everything i thought that was like it's such a like a film score you know like it's Mm -hmm. and it's a really feel-good song yeah, so I I had the same reaction as you did about Let Go. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is such, like, that song was replayed <laughs> yes. so many times when that Garden State soundtrack came out, which yeah. I think actually came out in 2000, I think Garden State came out before this movie, so that's probably why we have that kind of feeling oh. about that song. Yeah, and actually, I don't know, because I just saw Garden State first so I assumed mm. that but yeah not realizing that the holiday's been around for like 14 years now but yeah, yeah I just ultimately <laughs> I'm gonna look this up right now because I'm so okay yeah the Garden State film came out in 2004 okay yeah so two years before this movie but yeah that frou-frou song <laughs> I don't know I had the such a strong reaction to when I heard that song in this movie yeah but so the score is by Hans Zimmer who is a mm-hmm. longtime Nancy Myers collaborator. And I think he really does a good job. Yes, in terms of like that, the theme song for Arthur. But I felt like the entire score was really like romantic and playful. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find the words to describe it. Like it was whimsical, but not like flighty. I don't know. It makes me feel like in love, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it was just a really good fit for mm-hmm. the film. 
No, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. Do you watch this movie during the holidays? Like, oh, it's holiday season. I'm going to watch the holiday. No, not necessarily. If I'm in the mood to watch it or it happens to be on, then I'll just watch it. (laughs) Mm. Do you watch this movie to kind of give you the feelings of the holidays? Like a cozy, like those cozy vibes? Yeah. And I guess, yes, like it's cooler outside now and like Mm -hmm. watching it. And especially like with Iris's Cottage, like that just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it like makes me want a hot cocoa and to like cuddle under my blanket and stuff. So yeah. (laughs) It's so true. I was like, when I was doing my rewatch and I usually watch these movies with my laptop on my lap and you know, I need Uh both hands to type, but I was just like, I cannot (laughs) wait to watch this movie again with like no distractions like yeah. I just want a cup of hot cocoa and like a big bowl of popcorn and I just want to like sit and indulge with this movie right yeah so I probably will do that sometime soon <laughs> um but yeah I think it's obvious to us that this movie is really beloved in terms of like holiday movies I personally feel like people do reach for this because I I'm one of those people mm-hmm. I don't know I think a lot of people like to watch holiday movies they like to watch classic movies like Home Alone for me is, yes. I have to watch that every year. Yeah. So this is up there with that, though. It holds up. Obviously, the cast is pretty awesome. They're all very talented actors. Nancy Myers still holds up, minus, you know, my few qualms with her. <laughs> and um, just to bring it back, the IMDb is 6.9. So in terms of previous rom-coms, This is kind of a high rating, actually, on IMDb. So what I take from that is that people really do like this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm, like, thinking my score is too low. Because, yeah, I I do love this movie. (laughs) Um, Are you thinking of of bringing it up a little bit? Yeah. If anything, I would give it, like, an 8.5. Okay. (laughs) So still solid. It's a solid B. I love it. Yeah. Do you think this movie's aged well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, I guess, like we we said earlier, though, with the diversity, it's like they could cast it again, like if they were to remake it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like any ethnicity could play any of the roles, so. Right. Yeah. I think it's also aged pretty well. There were just a few dated things that just made me chuckle, like Blackberries were the the device of (laughs) choice back then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't know, but Home Exchange, the website that they use to swap homes, yeah. it's a real website. Yes. And actually, that was one of the things when I first watched this was like, I was like, is this home swap thing a real thing? And I did look it up and there's there's like a number of sites now that do it. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And this is like pre-Airbnb. So like yeah. they were like yes. ahead of the time exactly. in 2006 doing this. So props to them. Yeah. Do you think you would ever do a home swap? Hmm. I don't think so. (laughs) I think I would go somewhere, but I don't know if I would feel comfortable with someone else being in my house that I didn't know. Yeah, I agree. So you would go somewhere, but not let someone in your place? Right. Yeah. Agree. Which is essentially almost what Airbnb is like, but it's like, this is a little different because it's not just like a rental. It's like all the valuables and stuff. Like, what do you do with all that? Like, I'd have to lock everything up. Right. In order for me to feel comfortable with, like, letting a stranger into my house. And, like, not for nothing, like, I'm a pretty nosy person. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) so I would need to lock up my own stuff before I went somewhere else because, God forbid, someone keeps poking around in my things, you know, because I know I do that. So, yeah, I just, I don't think I would feel comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And then one other thing that was just really dated was Blockbuster, that, that whole scene <laughs> where Iris and Miles yes. are walking around in Blockbuster. I was just like, oh, I remember Friday nights going to Blockbuster. That was a thing. Yeah. And I guess like for us growing up in the 90s and stuff and, and that being a part of a childhood, like I didn't even think about that because it's just like that was the norm back then. But right. I wonder like for, for kids who watch it today who are like the baby millennials, like yeah, it's like, what do they think about that? I don't know. <laughs> it's so archaic. Like, you had to drive somewhere to rent a movie? <laughs> All right, so let's talk trivia. Kate Winslet and Rufus Sewell, 
who is the guy who played mm-hmm. Jasper, had previously been in a real life romance. Yes, I did see that. Mm-hmm. I watched a Jude Law interview. So he says that all the exterior shots were filmed in England first, and then all the interiors were filmed in L.A., So Jude Law made a note. He was like, if you look closely in the movie, all the exterior shots, he's very pale. But then once (laughs) he's interior, he's like really tan because I think he was when he wasn't shooting the film, he was out, you know, in the L.A. sun. Oh, my God. He's like different shades in this movie, which I have actually noticed. (laughs) That's so funny. I'm going to have to pay attention to that next time I watch it. But along those lines, though, did you know that they, and I did read how all the interior Iris's house scenes and all that were on set, but the production crew like built Iris's house in like two weeks. Yeah, that's wild. um, Prior to filming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they had to like age it to make it look like it was something Mm -hmm. that would have been around 200 years ago or something. But (laughs) movie magic, man. I don't know. I know. It's so crazy. (laughs) It takes the charm out of it a little bit, but yeah. like I still love it. So <laughs> same, same here. Um, speaking of blockbuster, Dustin Hoffman, who had like an uncredited cameo in this movie, so random, by the way, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But it was unplanned and not scripted. He just happened to be driving by, saw there was like a film going on, oh. stopped in, and like he is friendly with Nancy Myers, oh, and so they just uh-huh. like did a random scene and they just like left that in. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So random. (laughs) Yeah. And actually speaking of cameos, I did read how Lindsay Lohan, like Mm. Nancy Myers, like called her up to film that cameo as a favor. Yeah, because um, Lindsay Lohan was in Parent Trap. Yeah. Which is a movie Nancy Myers directed as well. Which I didn't realize actually. And I like used to watch that movie all the time and like knew every line of it but it all makes sense now like it's it's very nancy myers but yeah yeah i'm obsessed with the parrot trap i love that movie like still today so yeah that's a movie that i have on in the background from time to time yes yeah i i loved that movie (laughs) it's really really good (laughs) but that's all the trivia i have um i had a couple others that i read like how Cary Grant isn't actually from Surrey. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, did you read how Iris and Amanda were actually written with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet in mind? Yes, I did. That's pretty awesome. I feel like if I were an actor, I would love that situation. Yeah, I think that's so nice. It is. It's like the mm-hmm. biggest kind of compliment, I feel. Yeah, and then the last thing that I had was just, um, which is a little morbid, but... <laughs> A lot of dark fan theories popped up, um, like some even as recent as 2017. Uh And one of the ones um, someone wrote was that Amanda and Iris were not alive for any of the movie's events. What? I didn't didn't click into it, which I actually meant to to read into it more. But yeah, I was just like, this is very like disturbing. Wow. Some people just have like way too much time on their hands. (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow okay didn't mean to end on that note but (laughs) and maybe i won't read it because then it might like ruin yeah i would say don't do it (laughs) okay if you're happy with it like yeah it's we can live in live in ignorance (laughs) um but i think we can uh wrap it up do you have any last takes of this movie no nothing else i do adjust my score to an 8.5 love it (laughs) from an 8 to an 8.5 I love it yeah I I forgot how much I loved this movie I hadn't properly watched it in a while and like I said I just I'm like really excited to pop in my DVD and watch it with that which by the way I love that you got a DVD player so I've actually been wanting to get one because I have some DVDs that I've been wanting to to rewatch and stuff so yeah Yeah. as someone who just bought a DVD player I highly recommend it because You know, like as many movies as there are streaming and so much content out there, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to watch one specific thing and it's not available and you just happen to have a DVD. So yeah, my DVD player costs less than 40 bucks. Nice. Awesome. I'm going to get one for myself for Christmas. I think you should. (laughs) There you go. Treat yourself. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing I forgot to mention, and you mentioned it earlier. I, I don't know if I added on to what you said about the term meet cute. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I 
you're right. I think this was the first time it was like explicitly stated and it was ironic. It was fun. I loved that play on, you know, using Uh the term in a moment where they were having a meet cute. (laughs) It was really sweet. And, you know, I think like that could have been dangerously like saccharine, you know, like too sweet. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel that. I think it was perfect. No, yeah. And I I think coming from having it come from Arthur, Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was just the right way to, to introduce that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're good. Thank you so much, Evelyn. This was such a joy to, <laughs> to thank you for letting me gush about Jude Law throughout this whole episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun and like of course. perfect timing for the holidays. So I hope everybody watches it. Yes, please. I hope everyone watches the holiday just to cozy up. It's such a perfect holiday rom-com. Thank you to all tuning in to another episode of Rom-Com Weekly. You can check us out on Instagram at Romcom Weekly. And please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you don't already. And please let us know what you think of this movie. Where does this rate for you in terms of holiday rom-coms? And what would you give it on a scale from one to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye.